You could be anywhere doing anything, but you're hanging out with us, and we appreciate that. So wherever you're listening and however you're listening, we appreciate you guys for listening. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. That's T as in Texas, S as in South, M as in Maryland. Kennedy Miller. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore again. That's underscore Kennedy as in the former NFL lineman Cortez Kennedy Miller as in the NBA Hall of Famer Reggie Miller underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. And joining us today on the show is friend of the show. He does a ton of writing about high school and college basketball. He still does his NFL things. He's got one of the best podcasts out. Our good friend Tobias Bass. Tobias, how you doing today, my man? Doing well, man. How about you, sir? How y'all doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. But we're happy. We're really happy to have you back on as well. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm glad, man. All right. All right. So to start off our show today, we're going to talk about coaches on the hot seat. We're starting to get close to the midway point of the college and NFL seasons. So we're going to name a few different coaches that we believe may be on the hot seat. So I'm going to name the coach. and You're going to tell me whether the seat should be warm, lukewarm, scorching hot or cool. That sound good? Sounds good. Sounds good. All righty. Here we go. We're going to start off with the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Brian Flores. The Dolphins are off to a one and four start. So, Kennedy, how hot should Brian Flores' seat be? I would say that it should be a little warm. You know, they've they've struggled with with Tua kind of being out and then – you know, you they you thought that they would have the makings of a consistently great defense last year. They were a really good defensive team. And this year, I believe they're ranked in the bottom half, if not the low 20s in terms of uh, overall defense. So they're struggling on that side of the ball. But, you know, I think that they had such a they had such a surprise. Was it two years ago when they won five games Yep. on that roster that was that was actively trying to lose, trading away their best players at the beginning of the season? And then last year, you could see that they were kind of taking a step in the right direction. I think this year, like I said, with their quarterback kind of being hurt, um, they haven't really lived up to standards. But I don't think he should be anywhere uh, close to being fired just yet. So I think Flores's seat should be a little lukewarm and it could get much warmer depending on how they play in their next four ball games. Because they've got Jacksonville, Atlanta, Buffalo, and Houston these next four weeks. Three of those four ball games are winnable. And I think the big thing about this Miami team is last year they won 10 ball games. Mm-hmm. So they improved from year one to year two. And it appears as if, at least at the start of the season, that they are regressing, right? So unless they don't, they got to figure it out and figure it out quick. Because if this if they continue to slide, like if they lose to Jacksonville or to Atlanta or to Houston or possibly lose to all three, because we all think they're going to lose to to Buffalo in Baltimore. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. This could get really ugly really fast. So I think yeah. out of that Jacksonville, Atlanta, and Houston, they got to win two of those three. Yeah. Have to. 
but, but for right now, I think Brian Flores' seat just is just a little lukewarm, but could get much warmer. Tobias, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's lukewarm as well. I mean, they're not playing the way they want to. They're on offense, they're 31st in total yards. Defense, they're total yards, they're 31st in points allowed, they're 30th. So they're just they're literally one of the worst teams in the league on both sides of the ball. But to Candy's point, they are missing Tua. They have, they have your twin, uh, Alex, out there throwing the ball around. And he can't seem, or you can't seem, find, find, the open guy. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Are you, are you saying I look like Jacoby Brissett? I, I'm, I'm saying you look exactly like Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you look exactly like Jacoby Brissett. But point is, you or Jacoby can't decide which one it is yet, but y'all cannot seem to find the open man. The running the run game is suspect. Miles Gaskin had a good week last week, but overall the run, the run game hasn't been that, hasn't been that well in the offense. They're putting the defense on the field too quickly, so the defense hasn't been able to do what they're supposed to do. So I think it's lukewarm. They have to get healthy. They're balancing some injuries, especially at the quarterback position. But I think that this is my this just might not be the year that they everyone thought they would be a playoff team based on what they did last year, but this just might not be the year. All right. So moving on to the, the seller dweller of the AFC South. First year NFL coach Urban Meyer. The Jacksonville Jaguars are 0-5, and, and they have been mired in controversy because of their head coach. So, Kennedy Miller, how hot should Urban Meyer's seat be? I'd say it's pretty hot. You know, you can't – I mean, already, you know, trying to bring in his former quarterback, Tim Tebow, who hasn't played in what X amount of years at a whole different position is just kind of like – I just saw it as a joke, one – Already you're trying to establish credibility being a NFL coach. It doesn't matter how great you were in college. And then you try and bring Tim Tebow in. And then after a loss, you stay in Cincinnati. And you got a 20-some-year-old grinding on you in the, in the, in, at a bar. Like, bro, it'd be different if it was like – I could, I, could, I could almost empathize just like a guy like Cliff Kingsbury. But this is Urban Meyer. Like, his daughter is almost that age, I believe. And you – like, you got to be a family man, fam. Like, it gets to a point where you're too old to be doing these shenanigans. And it, you know, it's already reports that, you know, he's kind of lost the locker room and they were laughing at him and they got one, two, three grind, you know. <laughs> I have to practice on the field, man. So, you know, I don't know how long this whole thing is going to hold up. So I would say that I would say that it's getting pretty hot. Man, listen, I'm going to say this about Urban Meyer, right? This seat is scorching hot because Urban Meyer wants it to be. Urban Meyer is doing everything in his power to lose his job. Like, all he hasn't done is show up drunk. But I tell you what, during that press conference, I saw him uh, on, on Sunday afternoon after they got blasted again. I, he looked like he was high on Valium. Like, this right here, this is not doing him well, man. Like, Herb has already had to leave two jobs because yep. of health issues, right? And Herb was having health issues when they was winning. Herb was having health issues when Florida was at the top of, of college football, right? And this looks like horny issues, Alex. Man, listen. I, <laughs> and, yo, in the speak to that, man, like, honestly, I don't even think that video was that big a deal, right? Like, the only person that video should be a big deal to is his wife. But Urban got up here at that press conference with his head down, looking all solemn and whatnot. Like, if he going to do all of that and act all ashamed of himself and all this other stuff, man, like, 
he should have really got his money's worth. They should have had Black mm-hmm. Street Deep playing in the background, and Herb should have really been catching some twerk. Okay, <laughs> like if he really going like act like he's committed some cardinal sin, catch you some real twerk. That girl was just shaking her back. Like he should have went to some HBCU. I don't know if they even have those in Ohio. I think they got like one or two. He should have went to one of them, right? And let them play. Let me see it by UGK. And really let somebody throw it back on him. Either way, the seat is scorching hot. Herb ain't gonna make the year. Like it's a wrap. Yeah, no, he's no, he's done. He, he won't. I don't think they're 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 looking the ways to find. Like he does anything wrong, and they trouble. When he look at the wrong player, wrong, he tripped Trevor Lawrence on accident. He's gone. I think I think the seed is scorching high. I think he'll be gone pretty, pretty soon. Moving on to the Minnesota Vikings and their head coach, Mike Zimmer. So, Tobias, what do you think? I mean, this is kind of like what, what Mike Zimmer does. He has a couple of good years, then, he, then he's just then he's bad. The uh, balance of issues with Dalvin Cook. They, with him, it's always, we're going to give him the next year, but then the next year happens. We'll give him another year, another year, another year. When are they finally going to, you know, be able to um to, to get rid of this guy? I think that I think that it's definitely hot. Though. I think that it's, it's very warm or, or getting close to the hot level because this is the year where they thought they were going to be able to make a, make a playoff push. You know, the Bears are starting to rookie quarterback. The Lions on the Lions are 0-5. And you have Green Bay still up there, even despite their off the, you know, off the field issues during the summer. They they thought this would be a year they can make the playoffs. Right now they're struggling. They're what? They're two one three. Yep. Um. I think that I, I think that it's, it's pretty warm and their schedule gets hard. They play at Carolina, then a bye week. Dallas, Baltimore, at Baltimore, at the Chargers, Green Bay, at San Francisco. So they're not going to catch any race for the next six weeks. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they lost all of those games. Honestly, that 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 wouldn't surprise me at all. So I think that by week twelve. This this thing this thing's gonna be falling off the rocker. I think the thing that has been helping Mike Zimmer keep his job is like every other year they have a good season. Like you know he gets the job in fourteen, they go seven and nine. Next year they go eleven and five. Then they go eight and eight. Then they go thirteen and three. Then they go eight seven and one. Then they go ten and six. Last year they went seven and nine. This year, as Tobias pointed out, they're not on the trend to be looking that good. And what I believe is probably the worst division in football. I, I think it's time for, for them to get a new voice in that locker room. This is his eighth year there, and I I think it's time for a change. I think you, you, you kind of know what you're getting out of the Minnesota Vikings. They're never going to be a true contender, I don't believe, with Mike Zimmer, and in part, her cousin being the quarterback as well. Ken, you took all the words out of my mouth, so we just going to move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... Next on our list, we're going to go to college football and Ed Orgeron. LSU is three and three. They are one and two in conference play. So I'm just going to start off by saying this right here. Ed Orgeron's seat is so hot, he can't sit down. He's just standing up, right? Like he can feel the flames. And I ain't going to front. It's over. It is over for him in Baton Rouge. All right. Like I've been saying this for the longest time. I think Ed Ogeron is just Larry Coker with a Cajun accent. Any of us could have coached that 2019 LSU team. Right. Like it didn't take, you know, some football savant to coach those group of dudes. Right. And since that championship, they are eight and eight. Right. 
Last year was a disaster. And some people said, well, you know, last year wasn't that good because they were replacing 18 starters in the whole nine yards, right? But they were still getting their teeth kicked in by Auburn, right? Auburn is not 40-some-odd points better than them. They just aren't. And this year, they lose to, they lose to UCLA, lose a game to Auburn that they, I believe they should have won, but because they could not run the ball, they ended up throwing the ball 12 times in a row while they were trying to protect the lead and lost that lead. Last week, they played Kentucky and got beat by three touchdowns. Now, I'm sorry. LSU should lose to Kentucky in basketball, but football? If you lose to Kentucky, man, it's time for you to bounce. Let me go through the rest of the LSU schedule. So they've got Florida this weekend. I think that's a loss. They've got Ole Miss the weekend after that. I think that's a loss. Two weeks after that, they got Big Nick Saban in Alabama, in Tuscaloosa. Week after that, they've got Arkansas. Two weeks after that, they've got Texas A&M. How many wins are in, are, are in that group of five games? I don't none. see that many, none. if any. None. You said none, Tobias? None. They won't win. They won't be. They'll, they'll get up for some. But the Alabama game, it'll be good for a quarter. Then they'll get rolled. But, yeah, they they, they they probably won't win this either one of those games. I think for him, it's definitely hot, but he just won a ring, what, two years ago. And right now, they're battling a lot of injuries. Like, their starting quarterback hasn't played a snap. Their best player, Derek Stingley, is out. Running back is out. They just lost another couple of defensive players for the rest of the year. So this, I mean, the, the, the team's bad, one, two, but then you have – just starter after starter after starter missing seasons or missing a whole season or missing now six, seven games. It's just, it's just tough. Cause you know, so I think they'll probably give them another year, especially depending how they finish the season now. I mean, I'm sure they're going to go over, but if they compete and play, they'll probably give it another year and see if he does next year. But I, I agree with you. I think it's hot. Look, man, I can't see, look. If we think they go and finish four and eight. Yeah. He's out of here. Like he, like, honestly, I really think this, I would not be shocked if he got fired this weekend or mm. like by that by Alabama. Like I don't think he's coaching this team by Thanksgiving. Well, the Alabama game, the booster, they can just cut the TV off because I don't I wouldn't recommend watching that. That's gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah, I would say that it's it's hot. Um I think when you look at his record at LSU, he's forty eight and seventeen. But I mean, you take away that fifteen and 0 year. What do we go down to what 33 and, and 17? And I mean, like, he's I never really thought he was a great coach. I think he's a great recruiter. And I, I feel like he is a 50, 55, 60% winning percentage coach. And that's not gonna cut it at Alabama. I mean at LSU, especially if you're not beating the likes of Alabama, it's not gonna cut it. And so kind of like Alex said, he found lightning in a bottle. He had two great coordinators that are both doing good things at other stops. So you can see that he benefited from having those guys on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. But, you know, now you don't have that great class that has so many NFL players. And you rebuild, you got some injuries, but you're not up to the standards of LSU. And I'm kind of with Tobias. I don't think coming off two, what, two years after the national championship, I don't think they'll let him go this early. But next year, if he doesn't do anything, He's definitely out of there. And then the recruiting thing is, too, I mean, I think he's a good recruiter, but it's LSU. It's right. Not, it's, it's not, not that it's hard. Not, it's, not even, yeah, it's not even too much you got to say at this point. This is, this is LSU. We send guys to the NFL. We play Alabama every year. 
you know, that, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty much it. They're, they're going to be top five in recruiting every single year, regardless of who's coaching back there, as long as he's not crazy. They're gonna, that's, just, that's just how it is. Listen, I'm trying to recruit at a military school where you got to cut all your hair off and your facial hair. And you got to wake up at 6 a.m. every day. If you give me LSU to recruit, I'm getting some guys, fam. All right, man. We're going to have to leave it right there. But we will be right back with more of the Game Plan Podcast on the other side of the break. We will preview the upcoming NBA season, and we will tell you guys who is going to make the playoffs in the Eastern and the Western Conference. This is the Game Plan Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM, that's T as in Tangeray, S as in Sangria, M as in Margaritas. Kennedy Miller. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter, underscore Kennedy Miller, underscore. Again, that's underscore Kennedy as in the former President John F. Kennedy Miller, as in the former three-point marksman Mike Miller, underscore Kennedy Miller, underscore. Tobias, my man. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Tobias underscore Bass. That's T-O-B-I-A-S underscore like bass like the fish. All right. All right. Moving on to the NBA. The NBA season is upon us once again. It starts next Wednesday night. So what we're going to do here in this second segment of the program, we are going to pick the playoff teams for both the Eastern and the Western Conference. We're going to start off with the Eastern Conference. So, Kennedy Miller, who are your eight playoff teams in the East? Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Boston, Miami, Atlanta, Chicago, Indiana. I'm going to say the Knicks. And then my two playing teams. You said the Knicks? The New York. Yes, the New York Knicks. Okay. And then my two playing teams would be Charlotte and I'm going to say Washington. I'm in, I'm intrigued by some of the pieces that they have. I'm intrigued to see how that how they'll put that together. So I'm going to say Washington is my last playing team. Tobias. So I got Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Oh, I didn't say Milwaukee. Yeah, that, that's the team I thought you left up. I wasn't sure. That is who yeah. I definitely left yeah, out. Yeah, okay, that, that's, that's, that's not that's making it. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I got Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Miami, Chicago Bulls. The Hawks, Celtics, 76ers at seven. And my eighth seed, I got the Hornets. For my uh, play-in, I'm going to go Pacers-Knicks. I feel it. I feel it. So in the Eastern Conference, I've got, and this is in like no particular order. So I've got Milwaukee. I've got Brooklyn. Like, we just, we have to assume at some point Kyrie Irving's going to play, right? Yeah, I know he was like on Instagram a few minutes ago speaking a bunch of gibberish about God knows what. So like. Like, let's say Kyrie Irving doesn't play for the sake of conversation with a healthy James Harden, Kevin Durant. That team, you know, should win 55 to 60 ball games. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, their, their, their bench is better. Their bench is better than it was last year. So I think that's going to definitely, definitely help them. I've got Chicago. I think the additions of DeMar and Lonzo really, really help. Like, I don't think they'll be a championship contender or anything like that, but I think they'll be a very good basketball team. Um, They're a second round playoff team. Yeah, yeah. I like, I think DeMar, 
I think DeMar DeRozan can be your second best player. Maybe your third best player on the championship team, right? He can't be your first best. He, he can't be your best player, oh, right? No. And no. I, yeah. and that's really not a knock to DeMar. I think DeMar is a very, very good basketball player. But he just doesn't have that extra gear. Um, We've got Philadelphia next. And I really don't know what to make of them. Because, like, if they're not going to have been – well, even if Ben Simmons somehow decides he wants to play for Philadelphia again, like, Ben Simmons is terrified to shoot the ball. And, like, you can't have him on the court in the last five, six minutes of a game because he doesn't want to shoot, right? So, like, if they don't have Ben Simmons, like, who's their second best player? Is that Tobias Harris? Probably. Yeah. That doesn't scare me at all. I mean, their their thing is, if you want to trade Ben Simmons, you're going to have to be somewhat reasonable. I get it. He's 24 and 25. Three time all star made the, made the all defensive team, I believe, twice. But three first round picks and asking for CJ McCollum is too much. A team is they're not no no team that they're not going to do that. So you think that's too much? So you know the picks have to be spread out over a couple of years. So let's say the pick start in twenty twenty four. So I'm gonna give you twenty four, twenty six, twenty eight. So fast forward seven years from now, Dame's not gonna be in the NBA. He's already thirty. He's gonna be thirty-seven years old. They're gonna be horrible. But you're you're giving me a thirty-year-old undersized two guard. I'm not. I can't. I the Trailblazers. They're they're in a situation where I'm not gonna be able to sign any free agents. They have to draft well. They have to draft. They they rely on drafting well. So if you if I give you big parts of my future six to seven years from now, they're gonna they're gonna feel that. They're gonna feel well, that very bad. Well, see, my my thing with them is. I have a franchise player in Dame who said he's committed to playing here. Yeah, I feel like I've hit my ceiling with with this team and with this duo more more so. So if I can get a guy that's six ten that can do all the other things besides shoot, I mean, I'm basically giving Damian Lillard his own version of Draymond Green and rolling the dice and seeing what happens with that. I get it on paper because he's locked in for four years, but you're gonna but you're gonna run into a situation where Ben's a weird guy. And you, you know, he's with the Rich Paul, the clutch guys. They're big market guys. So you're going to run into a situation where they're going to be bad. They're going to probably likely not make the playoff with Ben Simmons and Dane. So now your best player wants to leave. Ben's not going to resign in Portland. So now I'm giving, so now both my players are going to leave in the next three to four years. And I'm going to be giving you all my picks. Now you're going, you're just in a, you're going to be in a, in a very bad situation. You're going to be winning like 10 games, nine games. Had a net score a few years ago. It's going to look like that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Not three first rounders. Go ahead, Alex. I think Portland's in a weird spot, right? Like you have, and I think Kim, we've said this time and time and time again on this show over the last couple of years. There's not much you're going to win with two undersized guards who cannot defend, right? But I also question how much you can win when you have a dude who will not shoot the ball. Okay, like, so my only push, my only pushback to that. Go ahead. Be, you got to put him with an ultimate floor spacer then, and you just got to have him as a roller. He, I mean, he, I mean, he can he can be a secondary playmaker in the offense, pushing in a transition. But in half court, you're gonna be a screen setter, and you're gonna make stuff happen. But I guess my thought is like with with Ben, right? Given what we saw last year in the playoffs, right? If he's terrified to shoot. We can't have him on the court in the biggest moments of the game. If he's mm-hmm. scared to shoot, he passed up a layup when he was two feet from the bucket. Right. Like, if he's willing right. to do that, 
That means that's a dude who wants no parts of it. Right. So that obviously there's work that needs to be done mentally on your game, whatever it is. But there's too many flashes to where, you know, he put up 40 in Utah whenever Embiid didn't play. And, you know, he had a really good that playoff series um, when Embiid was out when they when they played Brooklyn that he that he played well in. My thing is with the with the three firsts, this well the the last point that I have, if you give up if you give up four for Paul George and what the Rockets or the, the Thunder did, what was it five for Russell Westbrook? Three for Ben Simmons ain't that bad for me. Especially I mean, if I think they can I can take them to another level. You think they might be bad, I think they might be better because they're I actually mean, guard. Well Paul well Paul George Paul George is a is a better player. You got the year they yeah, traded him, you finished he was he finished third in it, finished third in the MVP, and then there was a repercussion that there was a stipulation with that. If we get Paul George, we get Kawhi. That was mm-hmm. a stipulation. We get both of them. With with Ben Simmons, I mean, look, he's not going to resign. The the then then here's the thing: if you're going to get rid of CJ McCollum, which I think CJ McCollum, he's pretty much maxed out. I don't I don't think he can get pretty much any better. So. At least we Correct. know CJ. We know CJ in the clutch. He's gonna ball. They're just their team just isn't good enough. And like I say, you're in a, you're in a small market team. If you don't draft well, you're going to be bad. If I'm going to give you my draft picks, six, seven, eight, nine years away, we're going to be very bad. So some of those years, we're going to be probably the worst, second, third worst team in the league. I'm going to just give you a top three pick every other year. I can't afford to do that. I can't. I can't. I cannot afford to give you those picks at that time because I, I just can't. And be it'll be in his prime. Now I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be throwing you players, just throwing you whatever kid he's probably in like eighth grade right now. But that kid eventually he's gonna become what he's supposed to be. I can't do that. I can't I, I can't I we 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 need if that's the case, if I'm gonna give you picks like that, my next move would be then finally gonna blow it all up then. Let me get let me let me draft the, the young players I can now. And then we'll worry about that in the future. If I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna just go ahead and trade Dane, trade CJ, and let the rest of the team just do what they gotta do. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, since we already on the Western Conference, we might as well just go there. You know, so, Ken, who are your top eight in the West? Well, the Lakers are obviously going to be in there. They're going to be in the playoff race. The two teams that really make this thing interesting, when does Clay come back? I believe the Warriors will make the playoffs. The seeding depends on when Clay comes back, how he looks. But I got the Warriors in there. Obviously, it's Kawhi even going to attempt to return this year. How will he look? If he doesn't return, I still think the Clippers will make it. Then you got the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Suns. So I'm at six. The Mavericks, the Blazers are my top eight. And then I think the two playing teams would probably be Pelicans and the Grizzlies. So Lakers, Jazz, Warriors, Suns, Nuggets. That's five. Mavericks six. Clippers. I'm going to go Grizzlies. My playing team is going to be Portland and Minnesota. So I've got. I think by and large we're kind of looking at these like the same teams generally. So I've got mm-hmm. again. This is in no particular order for me. I think the Lakers. Now the health of Anthony Davis is going to decide this whole thing, and I have been like on record saying I think they should low advantage Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis should not play or attempt to play all 82 games. If he played closer to 55 to 60, things would probably go a lot better for him. So 
if Anthony Davis stays healthy, this is a team that I think that, that can make the finals. If he doesn't, uh, I'm I'm not so sure. I think Phoenix will be back in the playoffs again. I think Phoenix would probably be, you know, where they probably would have been last year if not for all the injuries. I think Phoenix is probably out in the second round. Uh, the Clippers, Agreed. even without Kawhi Leonard, I think the Clippers are still a good a good basketball team. I mean, we've seen like you know Paul George, Paul George can still play, right? Still got Paul George. They still got other good players around them. Nick Batum, Serge Ibaka, Kennedy Miller. Why are you smiling when I mention Paul George? <laughs> I I, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. It's, it's still the we're doing an NBA preview. I can't say anything about Mr. George. Golden State, I think, yeah. will be in the mix again. What does Clay Thompson look like? Like, I don't think Golden yeah. State. I think Golden State will be probably at the back half of the conference. You know. And this is an older aging basketball team, right? So, like, just because they get Clay back, I don't think they'll all of a sudden become the 2015, 2016 Warriors, right? Like, this team has a lot, like, your core has a lot of miles on them. And Clay hasn't played in damn near three years at this point. And you added Iggy back. And Iggadala's 111. Right. They brought in Otto Porter. You bring in Moody. You bring in. Um... Bringing the other, they were not the fact his name right now, but they they brought Kaminga. in they, Kaminga, they brought they brought in some uh, some 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 decent pieces. I think that 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 was me. Wiggins decided decided to get vaccinated. I think I think they'll be all right. They they, they have that. I mean, you bring in Avery Bradley as well. Uh, Bill Jenka, guys should come back healthy. Uh, Jordan Poole looks to take the next step forward. I think I think even before Clay comes back, I think they'll be fine. I, I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be a good team. I just think, obviously, if, if this is the same clay that we saw two years ago, they are now the they can be the fourth team in that tier one of Lakers, Brooklyn, Milwaukee because it don't really matter. Two of the best shooters ever. You got a, a defensive mastermind behind there like Draymond Green, and then like the pieces you just named. Um, Iggy still knows how to play. He's just very old. Then I, I'd really like to pick up some Otto Porter and be Elisa for them. I think those are good rotation guys for them that fit into what they want to do perfectly. I think this is one of the first times they've ever had a floor spacing big and be Elisa. And I think that I think they'll be fine. It's just a matter of will they be, will, can they go from good to great? I think also I think I've got Utah as well. I think Utah. Utah has clear limitations. I think Utah is going to be a team that's going to be out in the second round, mainly, in my opinion, because your best defensive player can be played off the floor. He can the be played off the most overrated player in the league. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I, I the think most, he's going so, to Chance then, Man put 39 on his head. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Then we've got Denver. Getting Jamal Murray back helps. You know, they still got Jokic, who, who's, who's a star. In the league, my only question with them is Michael Porter. Can Michael Porter guard somebody, right? Because well, he, like he is their biggest liability. Because last, like in that Phoenix series, it was very clear. Chris Paul and Monty Williams is like, "Yo, go after him, go after him." And Michael Porter, he had nothing. I think Dallas makes the playoffs because of Luca and Luca alone. Because the rest of this roster really does not impress me at all. This is Luka and the Pips. I think they're probably going to be a first-round team that's going to be out in the first round out again. All right. Just because of Luka's high usage rating, and they don't seem to be able to defend anyone either. And my eighth seed, this is tough. I think I'm going to go 
with Memphis. I'm going to go with Memphis here. John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm going to go with them. In my playing teams, I'm going to go with Portland. And uh, I think New Orleans is the only other team I could possibly go with here. I don't think Oklahoma City's ready. San Antonio's really, 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 really young this year. Like San Antonio was in the playoff playing last year, you know, but they lose to Rosen. So, you know, who's your who's your go-to guy? So that's that, that's my only thing with San Antonio. And guys, I have a se- a separate question to ask you. Like just totally unrelated. Like we briefly mentioned Kyrie Irving earlier. What do you think Michael Jordan would do if if the pandemic happened in 1997 and Dennis Rodman told Michael he wasn't going to take the shot? What do you think Michael would have done? Violence and a lot of verbal abuse. Um yeah, that would be Dennis would have spent a lot of weekends in Vegas. I'll tell you that. Facts. I think he would have shot Dennis Rodman. Like, I'm dead serious. <laughs> Yo, man, th- like, think about it, man. He went to Dennis Rodman's apartment and banged on his door and got him out of bed. Had Carmen Electra hiding in the bathroom. Like, let's go. If he was like, hold on, you ain't going to play because you don't want to take a shot? I got a shot for you. Like. This is one of the times I wish, like, either Michael or Kobe was still in the league. Like, I wish something like this would happen on, on, on one of their teams. Just because, like, I would love to be a fly on the wall for what would yeah, happen. No. Yeah. And you, even, you even see, like, Steph, and Steph's pretty much the most carefree guy. He was, you could tell he was kind of annoyed when Wiggins didn't want to, when Wiggins didn't want to get his, uh, he didn't want to get a shot. So, we haven't really said anything about me. Jokic is super carefree. Jamal Murray, he's a really nice guy. They probably won't say anything about the Porter Junior thing. And I guess since he can play at home, he can play home games. It's not a big deal. But I mean, the Nuggets, they have aspirations going to the finals. If you play the Lakers and the Warriors, he can't, he can't play those games on the road. That's, that's going to be tough. We'll see how it all shakes out. But we have to leave it right there. But we will be right back with more of the Game Plan Podcast right after this. On the other side of the break, we will pick the games for this upcoming weekend's games of college and pro football. You don't want to miss it. This is the Game Plan Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. T as in tacos, S as in Sam, M as in mother, Kennedy Miller. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter, underscore Kennedy Miller, underscore, underscore Kennedy, as in the former North Carolina Tar Heel Kennedy Meeks. Miller as in one of the greatest women's players of all time cheryl miller underscore kennedy miller underscore all right all right it is time for game picks so we're going to start off with college football we've got number five alabama taking on mississippi state keno you got i got alabama coming off a loss i feel bad for mississippi state i mean it's it's probably going to get ugly pretty quick Alabama big. I think they're favored by 17 and a half, closer to four touchdowns. Alabama big. I'm going to go Alabama by 35. I think they have probably had, like, this is the first time they've lost in almost two years. So I know they, it's been a long week for them. I know it. Bama by 35. Number 20, Florida at LSU. Ken, who you got? I got 
Florida. I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but this LSU thing with the injuries and, you know, they're just kind of spiraling right now. And I think Florida, this is, you said at LSU, right? Yes. Yeah, I think I, I think Florida's still winning it. And to your point, maybe this is the last game that Ed Orgeron coaches, or maybe this starts at the time for a, a week countdown for when he, he loses his job. But I think Florida's going to win it. Yeah, I got I got Florida by Probably two scores at least. I'm going to go Florida by 24. Florida can run the football. Florida has one of the best rushing attacks in college football. And one thing LSU struggles to do is stop the run. Like Kentucky ran all over them. It's going to be a long, long Fred Ogeron and, and LSU. Moving on to the Big 12. Number 12, Oklahoma State is traveling to Austin to play the Texas Longhorns. Ken, who you got? That loss hurt me to, to OU. Um, but I mean to keep it keep it short. I, I'm just gonna go with Texas. I don't think they lose to both OU and Oklahoma State. This is more so a prayer than a prediction, but I'm gonna go Texas. I'm I'm gonna go Texas too. I don't believe in Oklahoma State yet. Uh quarterback. I'm not I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of his. I think I think Texas gets the dub. Ken, if you think last weekend, last Saturday was tough for you, you don't want to know how much I drank Saturday afternoon. Dog, literally, we had four scrimmages. After the first scrimmage, I think that's when I checked my phone and you were like, Texas is whooping OU. So I look at the score. I see it was like 28-7 after the first quarter. I'm like, oh. Then I was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of time. Literally, they, they had a TV on the when we had a second scrimmage, I'm in a timeout and I just happened to look at the TV and the game is tied. I said, oh, no. So we not we not going to win this one. Dog, by midway through the third quarter, I thought in my head I went like this. I, I, I ain't liking the way this feels. We're not moving the football. Our defense has been out there too long. We in trouble. And sure as stinks, we lost the ball game. So I think Texas – I think they go win this one at home. I think they're going to come out a little bit sluggish, a little bit, you know, with a hangover. But I think eventually they come to, I think they get B. John Robinson going. Xavier Worthy, I think, is going to be a star. Texas has talent. Like, that, there's no question about it. Texas has the talent. So I think Texas gets it done. Moving on to the NFL. Raiders at the Broncos. Ken, who you got? I got the Broncos, obviously, with the turmoil and the, the things that was going on with the Raiders this past week. I think they're going through a lot. Um, obviously, it's a division game, so I think it's going to be a pretty good game. But I think the Broncos are going to going to win this one. Tobias? Yeah, I want, I want to go Broncos with a field goal. Raiders just um, – they're, they're just going through a lot right now. Broncos have lost two games in a row. I think they'll be motivated. Uh, I think I'll pick the Broncos by three. I'm going to go Broncos by ten. I think – the Raiders, just what they're dealing with organizationally. Arizona at Cleveland. Tobias, who you got? It's going to be a good game. I really, really, really like Arizona. Colin Murray looking like an MVP. They have to go on the road. I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I'm going to go Cleveland close, like field goal, field goal type of game. I wouldn't probably Arizona one, but I'm probably going to go Cleveland field goal. 
I'm really torn on this one, kind of like Tobias, because I, I I like both of these teams. And I think I'm, I'm just going to go with Arizona since Tobias won with Cleveland. Like, that's just how I'm feeling, because it really is kind of up in the air in my yeah. end, just based on how these teams are looking so far this year. So I'm just going to go with Arizona. I'm going to go with Arizona as well. I really like the way they're playing. I think Kyle Murray is really, really progressing. Like, he's really taking that next big step. And so I think they continue their hot start. They go to Cleveland, and they win by a field goal. And our final game on our list, we've got Kansas City going to play the team. Washington. Ken, who you got? Kansas City. I'm never going to pick a division rival to win a game like that. Kansas City, they reeling two and three. They need. I feel like they just need one game to kind of bounce back. They holes on their defense, but I think I think they'll be. I think they'll beat the football team. So I'm going Kansas City. I think I think Kansas City wins. I think the game will be a lot closer than people think. I think Taylor Heineke's going to have a field day. I'm not sure if Chris Jones is going to play. Kansas City's defense is awful. What's crazy about Kansas City's defense is their average. Their defense is giving up an average seven point one seven point one yards to play. The last, so people remember the show, the greatest show on turf, the Rams. I think 2001, their offense averaged 7.1 yards per play. So essentially, they're playing the Showtime Rams pretty much every game. Essentially, I think the, I'm going to pick the uh, the Chiefs to win, but I think the game's going to be a lot closer. I'm going to go Chiefs by field goal here. Yeah, and it's mainly because of their issues defensively. Given their problems in the secondary, like that—that's Sorensen, dude. Uh, Tyron Matthew is so sick of him. Like it's a whole compilation video of him throwing his hands up. Right, right. Like so, I think given that there are issues that they have in the secondary, like Tobias mentioned, we're not sure what's going on with Chris Jones. They're banged up at their corner spots. With the way that this team is built right now, they have to score forty points in order to win a ball game. Right. They're not forcing turnovers. They're not getting off the field on third down. They're not preventing big plays. So Mahomes and crew have to score almost every possession out of necessity, which if they have to do that, they got the right people on that offensive staff to do it. Right. So I think Kansas City this week gets it done. They're reeling. They like they need this one bad because they cannot fall to two games under 500. Like I'm not sure what the stat is for teams that are two and four, what their chances are of making the playoffs, but I'm pretty damn sure it's not good. So I'm going Chiefs by a field goal. And that will do it for us here on the Game Plan Podcast. We are out of time. So Kennedy Miller, once again, I appreciate you for hanging out with me again. Where can the folks find you on Twitter? Underscore Kennedy Miller underscore. Underscore Kennedy as in the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy Miller as in Percy Miller, Master P, Percy Miller, underscore Kennedy Miller, underscore. Tobias, where can they find you on Twitter? Where can they find all of your work? And where can they, you know, tell them more about your podcast as well. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Tobias underscore Bass. Tobias like Tobias Harris, the 76ers, second best player. And Bass like the fish. Uh, you can find all my work at Zag's blog. Um, pretty much cover all national recruiting, things like that. I'm actually going to be taking the, another gig very soon. I haven't announced it yet. You'll probably see that probably in a couple of weeks. But I'll be switching, probably switching jobs, switching, some, switching jobs in a little bit. And also, I'm working with um, the Field of 68. 
with Jeff Goodman and Rob Dawson just making pretty much recruitment, uh, recruiting decisions. Kids be committed with me on video. Hopefully, the podcast, I'm trying to get the podcast going back this month. We've been, I've been having some issues kind of booking some of the people. We're going to get it all figured out. Hopefully, we'll get some, get some good guests coming on uh, this month. All right. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's on Twitter. Alex Goodwin TSM. That's T as in Tom, S as in Sarah, M as in mother. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. For Kennedy Miller and Tobias Bass, my name is Alex Goodwin. This has been the Game Plan Podcast, and we will talk to you guys next time.